0: Meanwhile, let's uh, turn our attention to uh, our trip around the world. As you know, we like to go to a different country every morning and find out what's happening elsewhere. And today it's back to Mexico. And I'm joined by John Bonfiglia, who's Talk Radio's Latin American correspondent. John, good morning to you. Good morning. So look here we are in the UK. Uh, on one hand we had the change of our um, restrictions on Monday. We got concerned about the Indian variant of the coronavirus. The um, the vaccine program continues apace. Uh, so we're kind of in this sort of middle juxtaposition. Not quite sure what's going on. What's happening where you are?
1: Yeah to some extent a little bit behind you I think in terms of the You know, the waves and the process of this whole thing. And Brazil continues to be the major regional worry with the Brazil variant, which not only has a higher infection rate, but also higher mortality rates and uh, uh, substantial potential rates of reinfection up to 60 percent. possible rates of reinfection, and Brazil as a, as, a, as a country has had way above anybody else regionally uh, over 15 million infections and 450,000 dead and so on, and then you juxtapose this with the vaccine rollout that's happening regionally, which is happening, but it's, uh, it's fairly slow at the moment and has significant regional differences country to country. Chile and Uruguay are probably the two leaders in doses per hundred with between 60 and uh, an 80 at the moment and then you've got then you go right down to very few in the likes of uh, brazil mexico argentina colombia and then right down to in venezuela for example less than one dose per hundred people uh, currently in place so um, it's the vaccine rollout is happening it's happening mostly with the uh, with a Sinovac, with a Chinese vaccine and, and Pfizer and AstraZeneca, uh, but it's definitely not happening a pace in the way that it's been happening in the UK. What's the
0: impact of international travel pretty much being can- cancelled? Is it having a major impact on, uh, I mean, obviously on tourism, but in terms of how, um, countries are operating and the, and the sorts of, um, particularly tourist resorts, uh, that exist?
1: yeah very much so, and also because here in this in this part of the world there's no government you know governments cannot afford uh, financial stimulus packages and and support and so on, and then you've also got significant parts of the economy which are not necessarily you know regulated uh, so you've got the whole black market economy uh, to to speak of as well. I mean a lot of these economies haven 't completely shut down Mexico is essentially even through its worst time been largely open for business, of course. You know, numbers of travelers and so on have been signif- significantly down. But, you know, U.S. citizens and Canadian citizens have, have still been coming down here and so on. Of course, there's been societal widespread, you know, socioeconomic impact, massive socioeconomic impact regionally. And that's only going to get worse as this, you know, as as a gradual emergence from this thing uh, takes place. One Colombian minister recently said that he was, you know, there's not going to be any way out of this until at least 2022 economically. Wow.
0: Okay. So the impact around the world continue to be felt, uh, and as we obviously want to fight for some return to normality, I think sometimes people just look at it as their own domestic government, and of course we see all sorts of restrictions all around the world. Uh, meanwhile, let's talk about Chile and the constitution that could set a new gender equality standard.
1: Yeah, this is really interesting. So there's this new Chilean constitution which was set up um, on the basis of protest mass. Uh, countrywide and actually regional protests that took place towards the tail end of, of 2019. And we're really seismic across uh, across the country, leading to the president, Santiago Piñera, sorry, Sebastián Piñera, having to uh, completely do a massive U-turn uh, over a four-day period, which started with him speaking about rioters and demonstrators as the enemy within, but then four days later coming up and, and, and having to issue a, a consumer apology for The history of the last 20 years and people having been left behind and that's essentially led to this um to the development of this new chilean constitution because it's regarded widely as being a constitution which is constrained in the pinochet in the military regime of of 1980 and over the course of the last few days this vote for the body to make up the new constitution which has led to the election of a super majority interestingly of independent and opposition candidates that hold over two thirds of seats and as you say the key thing in all of this, is that it's the first in the world, the first uh, council constitutional convention in the world to stipulate or to, to mandate gender parity. So it's being seen as as crucial, really, a seismic globally because it's uh, a shift in political representation. And
0: and that sort of um, shift is is obviously significant. But is it going to teach other people around the world, uh, you know, a lesson that somehow we've got to find? whether it's gender equality in our politics or otherwise and maybe this is the way to achieve it.
1: That's certainly um one of the reasons why the eyes of the world are on this particular um circumstance and development because it is being seen as a forerunner you know, like as a groundbreaker for uh, uh for how things might be. Interestingly, um there was uh, a gender imbalance in the vote but in the favor of uh, of female candidates so that so it actually drew back and and uh And positively discriminated against male candidates in order to achieve uh, achieve gender uh, equality in the final election. Uh,
0: And just finally to you, John, as uh, we, I don't know, continue to talk about, you know, these stories and, um, uh healthcare and trying to get economies back and international travel and all this sort of thing. Um, what is the mood like where you are um, in, in terms of people's response to this because I think there is a lot of fatigue is there not with just like oh here we go again. You know this thing isn't going uh politicians keep promising that they're going to defeat it and here we are and we're still stuck in various different kinds of um you know lockdown or, or restrictions and here in the UK although there is a certain amount of uh, uplift because of of what's happening and the, and the restrictions easing the fact that we have this new variant there and it appears to be um, beginning to get out of control uh, does uh, have some perhaps dark clouds on the horizon.
1: I think you're right and I think it's, it's really interesting the, the mood here actually is fairly uh, phlegmatic and, and resistant to, to these things I think contextually because it's really important to, to remember that say somewhere like uh, Mexico or Latin America it's not as though these national crises these civic crises are different over the course of the last few years we've had uh, zika come to these parts we've had chikungunya come to these parts we regularly have natural disasters and so on so it's not as though covid has really been a sort of an isolated incident which has shifted which has shifted society you know from one from one situation uh, to the other it's been of course you know much more of a of a seismic uh, shift to the population in, in these parts as it has been to, to, every, to everywhere else globally, but it's not something to be taken of in, in isolation. So people have just been getting on with things, and actually mostly, you know, there's not been this r- sort of resistance to face mask wearing and so on, and life is pretty much back to normal here, and the mood is fairly upbeat, but people are still mostly paying attention to... Uh, to restrictions and recommendations, and wearing face masks, and so on. So, uh, we're about as close to, even though we're not at the, you know, through the, through to the end of this at all. We're about as close to returning to normal life, I would say, as um, uh, as we could possibly imagine.
0: There we go, John. Thank you so much for joining us once again. Uh, that's John Bonfiglio, Talk Radio's Latin American correspondent. Bring us up to date on what's happening in. Uh,